0: Welcome to the St George's Leeds Sermon Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the talk. I don't have you noticed that Eve and I have kind of like we've we've got a style, haven't we? This morning, it's like we've coordinated our outfit. I, I think you look great, Eve. You know, it's great style. Can I just say? And I also, I overheard a little something earlier. Somebody complimented Tom on his shirt. And he said, he said, Czech shirt, grateful for leading worship. Who knew, you know, it looks great. But I don't know, you know, you know how many outfits Tom had to try on to, to get to that Czech shirt. But um, sometimes I struggle to know what to wear. And the, there are some days where literally I try every single outfit on in my wardrobe, and then there the ends up being this big pile of pretty much the contents of my wardrobe, and then I'll walk out of the house, probably with the first thing that I tried on anyway. And uh, um, I don't, does, anybody, does anybody here do that? Yeah, quite a few people. Does anybody know somebody who does that? <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of husbands there. Yes. <laughs> Well, in his letter to the Colossians, I think Paul's going to give us some some keys to sort out our spiritual wardrobe so that you'll always know what to put on. Because there's nothing that's in your wardrobe that's not going to look good on you. That sounds like a dream, doesn't it? Yeah? And we had a, a shared a few words this morning, and, and one of the words was about being clothed in freedom. And that, that freedom um, helps you to you know, feel free enough to dance in what you're wearing, and it's, um, it just feels great. And that's the kind of wardrobe that Paul is wanting us to wear. And you see, following last week's sermon... Um, we know that we can have the freedom of God's love from idols of this world and from making ourselves king of our own lives through the person of Jesus and Eve she reminded us it's not what you know it's who you know that shapes our lives and in knowing Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior that we can worship without the control of those other things that make claims on our lives. So if that is true for us, then there needs to be a radical change to your spiritual wardrobe. Now, at the end of this, um, pa- this section that we're reading, in verse 17, Paul says, Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, in the first century church, in fact, probably throughout the Bible, a person's name is generally linked to their character. So doing something in Jesus' name is doing something in Jesus' character. And as a Christian, we're called to be clothed in a way that has Jesus' name written all over it. You act um, like an army officer might be wearing um, their uniform. They aren't operating in their own strengths, um, but for and because they are part of the British Royal Army. And and as a Christian, instead, we are acting on behalf of Jesus on earth. And if you're finding resistance to change in your spiritual wardrobe, um, so that changes it in a way that other people notice that there's something different about it, then I think there's certainly a bit more to grasp about the person of Jesus and the good news that he is. But don't worry, because this is what Paul is going to help us with. He gives us some excellent sort-your-life-out tips. Now, I don't know, has anybody watched Stacey Solomon? She's got this show on at the moment called Sort Your Life Out. There's a few of these kind of things around, but basically what she does, she empties the contents of your whole house, puts it in a warehouse, and then you have to go around and look at the contents and decide whether you're going to upcycle it, recycle it, give it away, or uh, maybe it's just good for the bin. And so today, we're going to have get all the contents of our spiritual wardrobe out and we're going to pull it all out, we're going to organise it into three piles. Are you ready for this? I feel like the new chairs might be helping, yeah? I feel like, you know, you're ready for a bit, of a, a bit of a clear out. We're going to, our three piles today are going to be treasure it, bin it or flaunt it. I love that last one. So as we think about this today, I think it'd be really helpful for, for you to have Chapter 3 of Colossians, open in your Bibles or on your, um, on your screens. I'm just going to give you a moment to find it. It's towards the end of the Bible, towards the end of the, all the letters. And we're going to have a look at a few things as we work through this text together. So let's get our first like sorting basket out. It's called the Treasure It basket. What are you going to treasure from your spiritual wardrobe? Now, I would say that the things that you treasure are those things that you... Perhaps you wear them all the time. They tend to say something about who you are. Oh, so my my wedding ring reminds me... and well, it doesn't remind me. I do know all the time. <laughs> but, um, but I'm married to Rich. Um, I also... Um, have some earrings on that my daughter made for me and they kind of I, I, I love them because it, you know my daughter made me. she's she's made in in my image and it shows something of her creativity and I've got a ring on today my nan was my nanas I inherited it from her and you know it reminds me of you know what went before me in my family and also you know when I think about her I think about who she is with right now with Jesus and so when we're choosing the treasures of our spiritual wardrobe, we need to choose the things that we want, we're going to wear all the time. So, and you can't put a price on these things, can you? They're, they're, um, they're invaluable. They're inherent, they've got an inherent value because they say something about who we are in Christ. And in our reading today, Paul reminds the new Christians in Colossae what is the same for the church today. He says, you are chosen holy and dearly loved what does that mean to you well it means to me that god sought me and it doesn't matter whether i followed the law or not because god's love is free and my life changes because of this and so have you grasped that for yourself is that part of your treasure that you want to put in your sorting box you are chosen holy and dearly loved you are forgiven Jesus died for you so that you can be free from guilt of anything that you have done wrong. He has given you a perfect record. Do you really know that? Can you put that in your sorting box for treasure? Also, you're members of one body. You are part of this wonderful family. I loved hearing that vox vox box earlier. And they also know the treasures in their heart. We're all part of that same inheritance. Is that important to you? And I just want to read a bit more of chapter 3 to you now, verses 1 to 4. Paul says, Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is. Seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is in your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. That's another thing to treasure. You are raised with Jesus Christ. So you have a new resurrection life in God's new world, the heavenly world and you share the throne with Jesus having authority over heaven and earth and that's where the real you is now found. And I, I, I don't know what those all those things mean to you uh, but we do, we need to spend time working out what what each of these things are so that they become treasure to us, so that they have that inherent value, value to you. And, can 't be replaced, and you can do that by looking at God 's word, perhaps as something that you haven 't really thought about before, and you can look and study and meditate on the importance of that treasure for you. And I love that word that um, we, we, sh- we shared at the beginning about the polishing the diamonds with a polishing cloth. and you, actually it 's already true to you. you. you already have it, you own it, but sometimes we need to polish something up to make it shine and to, to value the treasure that it is because if you know who you are you um, if you don't know who you are you don't know how to be and so Paul is saying here that you need to set your heart heart on the truth of who you are which means that not only do you treasure the truth for yourself but it overflows with who you are through your actions now someone once told me that they had a, a sign on their door that said, remember who you are and whose you are. So every time that she left the house, she, she read this sign as a reminder. It's quite a bit of a pithy statement, isn't it? It's a bit of a bumper, bumper sticker. So it only really works if you've um, spent the time and worked out who you are in Christ. And Eve closed her talk last week with this question. How are you going to get to know the person of Jesus better this week? And I want to urge you to think about that question. Invest the time in it. Fill your basket with treasures. Because verse 11 says, Christ is all and is in all. So when this person, she leaves the house, she reads that sign and she remembers Who she is and who she is she knows Christ is with her and working through her all the time because she has that treasure in the basket of her heart and her mind what are you going to put in your treasure basket so my second question in our sort your life out is what are you going to put in the bin Let me read to you verses 5 to 11. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these Have you you watched the film Notting Hill? Has anybody watched it here? Julie Roberts, Hugh Grant, set in uh, Notting Hill. Um, Well, there's this scene in um, the film where Hugh Grant's housemate, Spike, asks Hugh if he'll help him to pick what t-shirt that he's going to wear for his date. So Spike, he runs upstairs and then he comes downstairs wearing a shirt with this like pop-out shark on it and then it's got blood all around it and then it says splattered with the words I love blood <laughs> and then um, Hugh Grant's character quite rightly points out that, that it might not quite strike the most romantic notes for the date so Spike goes upstairs and he comes back down and he shows him progressively worse t-shirt options for the date and Hugh observes they might make the date think that true love probably wasn't on, quite on his mind. Now, once you've identified your treasure, there will be things that just don't set the right tone for your new spiritual wardrobe. They don't share the message that you know that you are loved and chosen. And it's a style that's perhaps contrary to your identity with Jesus. But as Paul says, you don't belong in that old world anymore. The rules that were relevant there aren't relevant for you anymore. You now have a new perspective. So your wardrobe's got to to suit that. And if you've ever had a clear out, this is is the hardest bit, isn't it? It's like, I mean, what if you might need it one day? Um, It it might be important. But Paul says, it calls us to be brutal. He says, we need to put these things to death. We need to rid ourselves, that we don't just take them off. You need to put them in the bin, because we don't need them anymore. And Paul gives us two main priorities for things to go in the bin. The first priority is to do with things to do with sexual immorality and greed. And this points to stuff that we might make as idols of our life and believe the things that we believe that we can't live without. It's not actually a list of do's and don'ts. It's more about making Jesus your Lord and Saviour. And something becomes an idol. You know, kind of, if it's become an idol because it motivates you more than Jesus' love for you. And I remember when I first became a Christian. I I had a boyfriend at the time. I felt like it got pretty serious, and it just. But it just seemed to me that the relationship didn't fit me anymore. There were things about it that I, I was totally happy with before as a as a non-Christian. But in my new life, it wasn't right. And it was hard because there were emotions and there were expectations that were involved. And believe me, I explored every possible avenue available to me at that particular time to keep that particular outfit. But in the end, as tough as it was, it just needed to go in the bin. And there, there have been other things over the years, stuff that's crept up and has started to motivate me more than Jesus. And it's, and it's been tempted to put on the cloak of righteousness. Now, the cloak of righteousness, it, it can make you feel like the other stuff, it's, it doesn't matter, it's not important, it's not a big deal. But God, he doesn't want us to use this cloak of righteousness to, to cover things up, to hide stuff. It's made to restore us. And so for me, as good as those things may feel in the moment, I think they might make me if I know it's not right because it has become more important to me than my relationship with Jesus. It has to go in the bin. And the second priority that we need to think about putting in the bin is about our tongue and how we dishonor others. How you talk to other people is really important. And if it's dishonouring in any way, it needs to go in the bin. Paul mentions things like anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language. Now don't forget, we are all to do, called to do things in Jesus' name. Like Jesus is doing in, 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 himself. He's doing it himself. He, in all things, we're called to do it in Jesus' name. Not just a bits that align with um, how we best see the world. And it's difficult to do many of these things, any of these things really, not um, that Paul writes about here in Jesus' name. And the other day I was chatting to somebody and um, a swear word slipped out of their mouth. And I, to be honest with you, I didn't really notice. But they immediately apologised for swearing to a vicar. Yeah? Now, so I didn't notice the swear word, but what I did notice was the apology. And the reason for the apology struck me because the apology wasn't because of me, it was because of who I represent on earth. So the risen Jesus and and who they represent too. So we need to think about putting off our old suit of clothes. What are the things that you need to think about taking off perhaps there's something still at the back of your drawer that you're saving um, for when people aren't looking you need to pull it out what do you need to pull out and what do you need to put in the bin because Paul tells the Colossians you don't need it anymore you need to put it to death we need to bin it so are you feeling better now That was hard, though, isn't it? That's hard. But this is the best bit. This is my third and final and favourite section for the sort of your life out. What are you going to flaunt? Put that there. So we've got a number of items in the bin. No no one is expecting you to walk around naked. It's not a great look for many of us. But besides, the temperature... If the temperature changes, we might be tempted to pull something back out of that bin, might we, and put it back on. So um, we need to find a replacement. We need to put on our new self. Paul says we need to put on compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, um, forgiveness, and Love. I wonder, what does it look like to clothe yourselves in some of those things? For example, kindness or compassion. So every time you are compassionate, when you're you you you're understanding, you're, you're affirming someone's feelings, you're not being in a hurry to fix things. You're just being with people, you're building fellowship. And I loved hearing about some of that in our Vox Pops video earlier. and um, That just kind of illustrated that St. George's is a place where those things are already happening. People are clothed in those things. And actually, a great place to, to practice wearing this new set of clothes is in our small groups. Um, it's a great place where people will encourage you and keep you accountable for what your wardrobe looks like. And it, it really, our small groups are just like a picture of the, the early church, of the church in Colossae, which is a small group of people that would meet in each other's homes. And it might be that some of those clothes fit you a little bit more naturally than others, but others that you, you need to grow into them. And in that case, it's good to pray for ourselves, to, to wear those virtues, pray for an opportunity to practice those virtues whilst we're wearing them. And I love um, Cathy's jumper that she was wearing today. Did you see her wearing her Liberté jumper as she was leading worship? I've been reliably informed that that means freedom in French. And and this is what this wardrobe gives you. It gives you freedom. Freedom to do that dancing around if you want to. Although I do need to see more people doing the actions. How is sweating up here? Um, So we need to be less spike and we need to be more Cathy. But the best thing about this wardrobe is you become image bearers, reflecting God into the world, not reflecting back the world to, to the ways of the world to itself. The items in this basket aren't to show off and give us glory. They show God off so now, you know, you're dressed in this wardrobe and every item of your new life is custom-made by the Creator with His label on it. And, you know, this is a style that people are going to notice and it's going to bring opportunities to share the good news and how that has transformed your own life. And you know what? In an amazing turn of events, As it says in verse 4, because Christ is in your life, when he appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Thank you for listening to the St George's Lead Sermon Podcast. For more talks or information, visit stgs.org.uk.